0: This is the Nona.fm Meet the Candidates podcast, an unbiased conversation with a candidate for a local political office. This is a free public service of Nona.fm. Joining us in our Meet the Candidates uh, series is is Terrence Gray. Terrence Gray, thank you for joining us. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You are running for the House of Representatives, District 10. That's correct. So the primary is coming up in August, August 23rd. Off the top of my head, I'm remembering that, and I think you have about ten folks who are uh, vying for that.
1: If I remember right, amazingly, and I'm really impressed with that because that signifies that the community has a wonderful opportunity to make a choice. Yeah, so many people are therefore trying to say they want to serve the community for which I am one of those, and I'm thankful.
0: Ah, yeah, it, it, and it it uh, it is. I, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, and I think it's probably the most full ticket locally. That we have, but to jump right into it, why did you decide, hey, I'm going to run? Outside of being crazy, uh, you know, I began <laughs> there
1: by saying that because I really love my job as being the senior pastor of St. Mark, for which I've had the opportunity to serve for 18 years. Wow. But I also felt this compelling of God. So you could say I felt this pull of God to therefore push me into this race and my passion for people. Those two things primarily signify the reason why I'm offering myself to serve. Because too many people now who are offering themselves or getting races or begin doing it are looking for either jobs or titles instead of focusing on the people. And so often when you look at what's going on in Washington and around politics, you're watching how people are no longer the focus for what we're doing. What's being the focus is party and party agendas. Uh, a whole lot of different organizations are therefore compelling and pushing the, the medium and pushing the envelope down the road for what should happen for the people rather than the people. We don't hear from the people. We're elected by the people, uh-huh. but the people never have a chance to have an input in what votes are being done and what's going forward. So I have a serious passion for people. Do you Do you understand people are still struggling? Yeah. They're struggling in relation to financially. Yep. They're struggling in relation to their housing. They're struggling in relation to whether in the grocery store or at the gas station. There are too many things that are happening and struggling with health care. And senior health care, sir, really was becomes the impetus of me running. My mother, uh, she passed away on November 7th of 2020. My mom, it got to the place where my mom had to have regular care. Right. And me, me and having an opportunity to work and, and go right. off to To work each and every day and try to come home to look after mom was necessary. But I had to hire somebody to come in to look out for mom. Do you realize that the Lord had not blessed me with resources? It really would have broke the bank in order to care for my mom. Yeah, It would have been cheaper to put my mom in a nursing home than to care for my mother at home. And senior care, it becomes a serious part of it, as well as medication. Brother, my Lord. and again it goes right back to people can we focus on the people and no disrespect no disrespect to anybody i mean considering all the money we're sending into space my god can we spend some of these resources to try to save and care for the people who make up the people in the earth while we're going looking for greener pastures oh yeah can we take care of the pasture we already got
0: yeah yeah absolutely and and you know, and and, and, I, and I don't you know, want to spread too far on this, but, yeah. you know, I just saw this morning that we were overseas handing out some more money, and, uh, you know, I kind of did the math real quick in my head and said, well, they want a buck out of my pocket this morning that I didn't. And, you know, I, we could have used that buck here. Uh, most definitely.
1: And when you begin talking about and I'm, I will celebrate, and I do want to lift this up, that I have noticed that the gas has gone down. So, it's some. hallelujah, yeah. yep. thank you, Jesus. But, but at but, the
0: end of the day, it's not where we think it ought to be. And I think it frustrates people when the response is, well, you need to get an electric car. Oh heaven's sakes! Do you know what electric cars a cost, and how long you're going to be? The gas prices—Who knows where they'll be by the time you get that car? In the yeah,
1: I totally agree. But I also want to want to challenge. I think we have to be open to all. We do have
0: to be and open. I, and, and yes. I, that's
1: a part of what yep. I think. The people was, is serving people, being open to people's priorities mm-hmm. and people's likes and their dislikes. Again, hearing from the people, and ultimately, there's some people who like. The electronic cars. I'm I'm oh, not, I'm not one mean, who's, who's
0: in it just yet. I travel uh, quite a bit. And I think Lake Nona is probably one of the, you know, you see all the new electric cars here. And that's fantastic. I'm glad that those folks are out there taking the arrows and, and trying this technology. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I think it's good. But there again, I'm still open to you. Who wants to go there and put that gas in that, 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 that F 150 like I drive and, and be all
0: right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Those of us who want to hang on to the old, uh, you know, for, you know, the, the old the gas cars as long as possible. As long as a kid. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what, I know you are focused on those that are struggling. You've mentioned uh, health care for seniors. Are there other issues that are driving you?
1: When you, when you, People, and I want to keep pushing that in your mind, Mm -hmm. people, uh, people who are heard, in essence, my, my vow and my pledge is to always sit in front of a wonderful Zoom call once a month after being elected and listen to the people. Right. I think it's important for the people to be heard. Here are some issues that's going on, and when there's a major issue that's going to take place, I do plan to put that in front of the people for the people to have an opportunity to vote. Whether you voted for me or didn't vote for me, you will have an opportunity to say something to weigh in on the subject matter. People then come back and deal with people when it comes down to choice. Do you realize I still believe people ought to have the right to choose, whether choose who you love, choose when you 're ready to be a parent. I believe in choice. And people cannot argue that because again, and the, and you know the strangest thing about it is the very party that believes that a person ought to be in control of their own home and their destiny is the very party that's working so hard to create restrictions. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it in my lifetime that you really work in the polar opposite of what you do, and you say you're doing it in the name of Christianity or name of God. And I really hate that part believing or uh, hearing consistently that the only party that is right or the party that's religious happens to be the people who call themselves Republicans. am not trying to swing in about it, anybody, but that really is crazy. I know for a fact that I'm an African-American, and I know a great percentage of the people who make up the Democratic Party are persons who look like me. And most, if not all, of us believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or have a faith. True. And to believe that that we don't have faith because we are open to people making choices it's crazy. And you've got to believe that persons ought to have that right. Choose whether or not you want to have a gun. But I do not believe you ought to have an assault weapon. I'm going to tell you that. I think that's crazy. I think we. I don't mean you I don't have a problem with you having a rifle. But why do you want an assault weapon? Do you not hear the very word what it says? is going to cause assault. Why would you have something like that? It's, it's absurd to me. And to know that we want to allow that to take place, I think it's wrong. I think we have to start saying you have the right to have a gun, right to have a rifle, shooting rifle. Go do what you need to do. But the other things, you're opening too many doors of allowing craziness to happen in our schools. Our children ought to have the right to choose to go to school and know they're going to be all right yeah. to learn and to be able to grow and to develop. I am, I am really a grandfather now. I've had lived long enough to be a, a, be a son of parents that are now deceased and a grandfather who's watching his grandchildren come into the world. And I want my grandchildren to have a better life and a better opportunity of life than what I had or my children had. And that's a part of the reason why I'm in this choice. Go back to choice. Deal with economics because I believe resources ought to come back to the community by way of parity. I believe that word ought to be that over against minority. But the resources ought to be of such that it goes to everybody's house. The common house feels it. And understands the impact of it. I knew when I filled up my gas, my my truck yesterday, that, that my was no longer spending a hundred dollars. I was spending ninety five. Yeah. You know, I realized that. But I want to see that keep going down. The reality is, so you can look at it and measure it over time. And those are some of and go back to that senior care. Go back to medicine. Go back to dealing with all the reasons of choice. All of those things are pushing me, but ultimately being able to be heard.
0: So, and, and and if I can kind of change gears a little oh,
1: yeah, bit, I, I'm enjoying you. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so likewise. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, how long have you lived have you, I know you've pastored for 18 years locally but how long have you lived in Central Florida where Where do you come from originally man can't you tell I'm from Georgia are
1: you, are you serious right <laughs> now I, mean, yeah.
0: well, I knew it was the south but I yeah. I, I couldn't pick a state born so. and
1: raised born and raised in Atlanta Georgia
0: and wow. moved to
1: a place called Macon Georgia where I served for 15 years and 5 months as a pastor yep. and then I moved to Orlando in 2004 and became the pastor of St. Mark so you've
0: just been working your way south eventually retiring in the Keys man I'm not <laughs> <laughs> trying to go to the,
1: <laughs> trying to, to the keys. I do want to find myself being on some water and enjoying a boat. And fishing and playing golf for the rest of my days and enjoying my grandchildren and just watch and enjoy that life. But I really want to push you there. Uh When I came to St. Mark, there was only possibly one person that was an elected official when I got there. And that's a, another reason why I'm in politics. I, my, my church is a very wonderful church filled with politicians. I got there and there was only one person that was elected. That was Cat Gordon. And Kathleen Gordon was on the school board. And then all of a sudden the Lord opened the door of opportunity where Val, Jerry Jerry gets elected, Camille Brown gets elected, you have Alicia Latimer gets elected as a judge. You also then start having Val, I think elected, I didn't repeat that, as well as you also have uh, Tiffany Moore Russell and Regina Hill. So you got all of these elected officials. So I've been involved in politics for a long time and watching and helping people aspire and to achieve. And this pool of God said, hey, you helping everybody else. It's time for your voice, because some of the things I've made recommendations for as far as reaching out to people and caring for people and becoming people centered. I'm watching how they respond to that. and something I think I would do differently if I was in the seat. So it's my opportunity to try to act like I'm in the seat. While I celebrate what they do, I think I might do some things differently.
0: You're listening to the Nona.fm Meet the Candidates podcast. If you're a registered candidate in a local political race, we invite you to join the conversation. Please reach out to Gabby at Nona.fm at 407-553-NONA, extension 402. Now back to our interview. So we, we, so to understand, this is your first elected office. My I, first time. Just, don't you think we need some fresh meat? I, yes. <laughs> and and I was going to get back to that, too, because you mentioned a lot of, of different things that we're dealing with as a country right yeah. now. Uh-huh. But I feel like we've been hijacked on both sides by the fringe. Those 5%, the 10% that run on either side, the 20% total, the fringe that, that I've just – they're really – um, they get a lot more credit than they deserve.
1: They kill in the middle is what you're telling us.
0: There you go. Love that. Kill in the middle. Because
1: yeah. sometimes people want to imply that, that, that there's this plot against the middle class, an opportunity to destroy it, uh, and ultimately just have the, the the very rich and the very poor. Well, I think there's some kind of way we have to have persons willing to fight for the middle class and yeah. fight for the common person. And I'm that voice is really trying to say that I think we ought to do that. And not only do it, but do it in action. Do it tangibly. Do it with stuff that makes sense. And begin having this wonderful thing, what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. You might be a Republican. I might be a Democrat. But guess what? Let's have conversation. One of the biggest dilemmas that is happening in D.C. is we don't have people who have the common sense to just learn how to talk to Instead of at each other. And right. I bring that kind of wholesomeness to this dialogue and to this opportunity and to this seat. I've lived long enough to know how to talk
0: to everybody. Right. Oh, I can see that. Absolutely. Right? And and it's appreciated. Uh, what kind of groups have uh, have you gotten any group endorsements? I've had a
1: number of wonderful chats with a whole lot of folk who love me and have found themselves going in varied places. Outside of ministers all over the city who love me, which I think is a great base to have. (laughs) And trust me, I th- I love that base. And I love the fact that I've had endorsements such as uh, Mayor Buddy Dyer. I'm sure that that's all widely known that I am his choice for this seat, as well as also Sheriff Mina's choice for this particular seat. And I think that's a wonderful joy and a blessing. And I was also amazed at the number of persons who, whether in a popka, which I no longer have under my arm, as well as even a coy, all of which was rallying behind supporting me. So as forced political leadership city as well as county leadership I have you know uh, at the end of the day you have support of the people who make up your church and I'm thankful for each and every one of them
0: well that's great I mean you can't ask for better recommendations in our local area I think than than those folks Um, one issue I wanted to bring up is and and I keep hearing this over and over and over again is housing Mm -hmm. the cost of housing in central Florida it's not just central Florida it's Tampa Bay it's Miami it's 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 a I've even talked to folks in cross city Mm -hmm. um, that that they're even having a housing crisis in cross city. Uh, And and so this is rural city that that are getting affected by this. What are your thoughts on the housing crisis and the cost of housing?
1: Uh, Hear me tell you with love. I am. I'm nervous. I'm antsy. I'm afraid. And yet it's also an opportunity to gear us up to have service. And so, for the, from let's deal from the church side, it's an opportunity for the community of faith to therefore do this mandate. When I was uh, homeless, you sheltered me. When I was outdoors, you gave, you took me in. I think that that's the beginning of us. So, from that caring concern, mm-hmm. how then can the country take you in? How can we create models and create products and create opportunities for persons who are unhoused to gain the chance to be housed? And too many times we think about handouts, and I'm thinking about hands up. How can we help you to become a part of not only a working class group that also works, that gives you the opportunity to live in the house that you live in? Good case in point. If you decide that we're struggling on the teacher's front, why not create an environment in which you can then not only teach but have housing and a part of your payment is your housing and that we look out for you to have a housing while you also teach. We have not given you a handout. We've given you a hand up because you are working to in order to therefore take care of your house because if you notice that nowadays teachers are not able to therefore sustain themselves, especially single parents, because guess what? They're only making 50 plus thousand dollars a year and the housing market is at the yang yang mm-hmm. and it costs now almost $2,000 a month just to live in an apartment. Can you imagine that? And yeah. the rent, it keeps going up, up and up, yep. which means we've got to find ways and create ideas and create products that allows there to be partnership where we allow you to sustain your life while you provide us a service. Even we can then take the whole model to the hospitals that allows nurses who come in and doctors who come in to experience similar things and create housing communities working with city and corporate government to allow you to be able to work off these uh, kind of payments by the services that you provide. And we, we start thinking outside the box and start really believing that the goal is for the people. Again, I keep going right back to it. My people focus. What is going to be best for the people? And if we can focus on them, we got minds can open up large. Can you imagine even saying to your company, uh, saying the Lotus Management Services, hey, we're working for you, but part of, part of the work that I do can be the house that I live in, which means that you can then manage the housing piece and I'm do this service and I'm working off my house and I still receive resources of pay, but part of my pay is that. We used to do it to come down to just health insurance, but we got to do more than that because health insurance is gone crazy. And I believe health care ought to be for everybody. I'm that person. Again, it's people-focused. So when you start asking about the housing scenario, it's hurtful, it's painful, it's crazy, but it's workable if we put common sense to it, if we start doing it. And can I tell you where that common sense comes from? Sure, The church. Yeah, Let me give you a case in point. When I first started pastoring in Macon, Georgia, the church that I paid couldn't pay me the best of salary. But guess what? The part of my package was my housing. Yeah. They gave me a house to live in. Oh, And
0: that, and, and that was common when I was a kid. Pa- the parsonage. Yes, sir. You got it. The pastor it. lived in the parsonage. <laughs> That's correct. And I was going to point out, you mentioned about the schools. My dad taught some um, high school when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, for a few years, he stepped out of the corporate world and got into teaching. And we... Um, he taught and we lived at a school in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, It was a boarding school and they took in a lot of, uh, foster kids. Okay. And so it was, it was a, a girls and boys school and, and a boarding school for, you know, like I say, they, they, it was, it was local kids who paid to go to the school their parents paid and then it was also kids that were placed there by the state but they provided really nice housing yes sir. for all the parents for all the teachers yes sir not parents i should say but the teachers yes sir. but my parents you know we, we lived on campus and it was beautiful housing beautiful campus and um so it's possible i've seen it done so that's an option and 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 just
1: imagine what can happen even for your housing scenario you have when you look at Lake Nona it is growing by leaps and bounds mm-hmm. but imagine partnerships with all of the the hospitals that are around other industries that are near how can you then partner for your housing district so you create housing communities that are centered around this particular area this particular business mm-hmm. in order to help to enhance not only persons housing to be able to subsidize and offset the cost it's not hard people we just got to learn how to talk to each other get and creative. have common
0: sense. Yeah, get creative. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, in closing, any final comments? we at the
1: end of this, man. Yeah, Are serious? <laughs> I mean, I just had a great time just talking to you. And we're going to have you back. No, well, I, uh, well, absolutely. You. I, I look forward to it. I'm, my, my name, again, is Terrence Gray. I am a fifty six, about to be fifty. My birthday's next next Wednesday. Can you happy imagine? Birthday. Hallelujah! <laughs> and happy to be fifty seven. Happy to have lived life. The fifties are good. Oh my God! You know, and and please know that I'm a person who's li- who's been a, who's a father of three. My wife and I lived together and was married for thirty years. We found ourselves parting ways. We're no longer married now, but that does not that's a part of that story, mm-hmm. which allows me to bring some compassion to every circumstance and situations regarding people. I'm the person who's had to sit there and and grieve the death of my mother as well as my father. I've sat and watched the joy of watching my daughter bring life into the world and see also my son become a father. I've had the chance to see all of that. The gamut of who I am brings who I am, the person I am, to this office and write for it i don't have the quote-unquote experience of some candidates but we've seen what that experience has done not only for them personally but what it's done also for our community and i'm not that person i'm the person that brings a level of heart compassion love and genuineness to the office that allows people to know i can hear you And I can also hear persons who are across the aisle and try to find out the best solution. And my father, my spiritual father, used to tell me, he said, what makes you the smartest man in the room? I said, I don't know. Tell me. He said it's because you surrounded yourself with smarter people. Yep. And one of the best things that I have been able to do is surround myself not with people who always say, yes, pastor, or I agree with you, pastor. I've surrounded myself with the intelligence of the community of faith. And because we were able to hear each other and work together, we came up with the best solution. People,
0: people to challenge you.
1: And I want to do that in Congress. I want to be able to be a part of that conversation and for the, for Florida 10 to believe I'm that voice that can bring that conversation to reality. Fantastic!
0: Thanks for coming in. And awesome. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Nona.fm Meet the Candidates podcast. This is a free service of Nona.fm. If you are a registered candidate in a local political race, we invite you to join the conversation. Please reach out to Gabby at Nona.fm at 407-553-NONA, extension 402. This podcast has been produced by Gabriela Perez-Ortiz.